Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and you have tuned in on Friday, so you are about to enter into the checkup. All right, all right, all right. I love that. I can't drive 55. Sammy Hagar kills it every time. Hey, let's talk about um, something that's so near and dear to my heart um, because I lived so long without it. Um, I want to talk about power words that support personal power. Power words that support personal power. You know, when we came into recovery, we were told we have to admit our personal powerlessness, personal powerlessness. And we had to do it as, as um, uh, Bill W. talks about in the 12 and 12 Uh, If you're not familiar with that, it's a wonderful book that was written about 16 years after uh, the uh, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it is on the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. Very insightful, very full when it comes to understanding what the steps of recovery are. So they talk about in step one, obviously, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our life had become unmanageable. And and again, we can... um, We can put any substance or any behavior in there, and the truth is still the same. We became powerless over it, and the degree of unmanageability in our life brought us to the rooms or the position of recovery. And he talks about how we have to be bankrupt. Well, when you're bankrupt, there's nothing left, right? And so when it comes to understanding power, I have to believe that there is nothing left. We have to admit we are powerless over people, places, things. In my opinion, this is a necessity. This is not anything that I can negotiate. All of my negotiation, I've given away and I've lost and I've lost and I've lost. Matter of fact, my negotiating got me to the bottom that I was at when I came into recovery. I really believe it was true in my life and true in countless other lives as I see individuals uh, uh, come into the rooms of recovery and then subsequently relapse, most of which don't come back. But if we don't do this, we stand the chance of believing we have power and really relapse becomes uh, a more likely, a more than likely result. And you may or may not agree with this, I believe it's true in my 34 years of personal recovery and having relapsed, uh, I have found this to be certainly my opinion, if not the truth. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. It says in the big book, those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Here's, Here's where powerlessness can really be a challenge for so many of us. Um, it's very difficult because we are so fear-based. We are so fear-based for so long, 
We hold hard and fast to things that aren't true, hard and fast to behaviors and substances which are killing us. And and a person who did not live this insane, out-of-bounds life would have given up a long time ago. But we are so gripped with fear that we hold on to that which is killing us. And we have to, have to let go. Having been through the process of recognizing uh, the depth of my lack of power and finally emerging as what I call a person of personal power, uh, I thought um, I thought this topic today would make a, a real positive time for you and me together. So here's what's cool. Um, don't you just love the internet with searching? I, I'm such a nut when it comes to defining words and through the thesaurus and and through dictionary.com and and webster.com and all of the different articles that are out there to search and and I love to search the web for for topics and things so uh, I don't really search to support my position because I know what my position is but I like to search out positions because I want to inform you of different things that are that are out there and there was a great article by Dr. Robert uh, Firestone, a PhD in uh, psychology. And this was um, an article from Psychology Today uh, from April 12th of 2019. So the article is a little aged, but, but the concept is not. There are certain things that are timeless. And I believe that Dr. Firestone really nails down uh, his, his whole notion of uh, a personal power. And so I'm just going to read you a, a paragraph of uh, what uh, Dr. Firestone says, and uh, you can go from there, search it out. Just go to Psychology Today and look for Personal Power by Dr. Firestone, and you can read much more on this. Um, matter of fact, I'll, I'll remember to put the link in to the description of this uh, podcast itself. So go ahead and check it out there. But here's what Dr. Firestone said. He said, in terms of personal power, this type of power represents a movement towards self-realization and transcendent goals in life. Isn't that a great opening sentence? This type of power represents a movement towards self-realization and transcends goals in life. Its primary aim is mastery of self, not others because it's personal, right? Personal power is more of an attitude or a state of mind than an attempt to maneuver or control others. Again, it's personal. It's based on competence, vision, positive personal qualities, and I love this, and service. Isn't that great? I love that because he's talking about an, an inward change And of course, service is an outward response to that inward change. And I'm so glad Dr. Firestone did this. Uh, And and obviously, he didn't know me or didn't know this podcast then, but it's it's very insightful and uh, very therapeutic for me to read that he would include service because we're even serving ourselves, aren't we? Uh, But anything good in me ought to translate into service toward you. That's why I'll say, you know, it's it's my job to, to give the best possible version of me 
so I can be more effective toward you and others. He goes on to say, when externalized, it is likely to be more generous, creative, and humane than other forms of power. I, you know what? I, I love that because I have met, I don't know, countless between prisons and institutions and, and uh, recovery centers and people I've met in recovery over my 34 years, my 34-year journey. Again, 33 of them have been clean and sober. I find that people like you and me, we are so generous. We just don't have anything to give. We're very, very creative, but we become so fearful. And we're very humane. We're very caring uh, about others and everything around us. We just stop learning how to live, knowing how to live. And so everything gets so sideways, but I love what he said. So I'm going to read this again. And then I'm going to go on to the rest of the podcast. So again, Dr. Firestone says, this type of power represents a movement towards self-realization and transcendent goals in life. Its primary aim is mastery of self, not others. Personal power is more of an attitude or state of mind than an attempt to maneuver or control others. It's based on competence, vision, positive personal qualities, and service. When externalized, it is likely to be more generous, creative, and humane than other forms of power. Again, thank you, Dr. Firestone. That was brilliant. So here's the connection between personal power and power words. Words we say to ourselves and ultimately to others can set the tone for any power we begin to achieve. Do you, would you agree with that? Words we say to ourselves, personal self-talk. So many people that I work with in recovery, I, I was just working with a, with a young lady this week and she had contacted me and said, you know, hey, I, I need to get together with you. I need some help. And and so much of our time together was helping this person understand their value and, and what they say to themselves, right? Uh, and, and I've asked a question before, and I'll ask it again. If I talk to you the way you talk to you, essentially, how long would I be in your life, right? And the answer is usually not very long, right? Now, if I say kind things to you and and elevate you, and encourage you, and stroke you, and help you see your value, right? You would, hopefully would want me around. So we know that negative self-talk keeps us in bondage, and bondage relinquishes or destroys any power because we're held captive, and, and, and power or empowerment is freedom. So just as negative self-talk keeps us in bondage, power words can add to our personal power. You with me? So what is a power word and, and how do they affect us toward our personal power? So let's go ahead and define what a power word is. Uh, it's a noun. 
And according to dictionary.com, it's a word that often evokes an emotional response, positive and even negative, in the target audience, which is us, right? Leading to a desired outcome. Wow. So if our desired outcome from a power word is personal power, this definition says it can lead to it because it evokes an emotional response. In other words, having a power word can help me feel powerful. And usually how I feel is how I respond or how I interact. You see, to see the connection there. So again, a word that it often evokes an emotional response, positive or negative. We're going to deal on the the positive side in a targeted audience. That's me. I'm the, I'm the audience I need to target leading to a desired outcome. I, I love that definition of power word. I believe I needed to begin making these words part of my daily, personal, and subsequently outward expression, right? What's down in the well comes up in the bucket, right? Do you, you like that there? I learned that a long time ago, and that's a, that's, that's a nature. If you've got a well, you put the bucket down. Whatever's down there, and you pull that bucket up, that's what's coming up, right? If you, if you, if you plant an apple seed, don't expect that tree to give oranges, right? We, there, there's alignment. There's a consistency. What we put in is likely going to come out. If I'm, if I'm baking chocolate chip cookies, you know, when I open the oven, don't expect carrot cake, right? Uh, it was baked differently. The ingredients were different. So I needed to make these words part of my daily personal input that would lead to my outward expression. You know, some of the words and some of the days, you know, I had to take an approach. Maybe you've heard this before where where you fake it till you make it, right? Some of my days, especially in early recovery, that was like my mantra, right? I don't feel this way. I don't want to be this way. I'm tired of this way. I don't think I can be that way, but here you go, right? You just sort of fake it. You go through the motions. But all the while, even if I didn't feel it, I'm still practicing the motions and I'm gaining muscle and emotional memory by doing things. And eventually, as I saw the rest of my life begin to change and and you were letting me know that things were changing just in how you were responding to me, I began to think, well, maybe I need to keep doing this. Maybe I don't need to fake it. Maybe I'm beginning to feel this way. So I put together a list. It's not a long list, but it's a list just off the top of my head and between things that I've read in the plan of recovery and and just words that I like to use in terms of how I approach my view of me and how the power words that I use uh, help uh, grow my personal power and, and help me become more personally powerful when days that something's gone wrong, something's not right, 
I was waiting for something to happen and I allowed it to be a distraction. You know, I'll use these words to regain power, to build power, to recognize my personal power, but I use them. So maybe, just maybe, maybe you have your own words. Um, maybe you haven't used them for a while. Maybe, you, maybe you've got your own list and you need to go uh, uh, shake the cobwebs off of it and reintroduce yourself. Maybe you're in a funk. Maybe, maybe you're in what is called a rut, right? You know what a rut is? A rut is a grave with both ends kicked out of it. And sadly, if we don't get out of the rut, we die there. So if you have not realized your personal power, I love what Zig Ziglar said. He said, far too many people die with their song still in them. Wasn't that profound? So many people die with their song still in them. They've never sung the tune of their personal power. And so many people go through recovery or never get to recovery because they don't understand that they have power. One of the things I I told my, my friend when I was working with them this week, I said, you know, I can't give you anything that you don't already possess. Everything you need, you already have. I'm just going to help you find it. And I love, again, going back to Dr. Firestone, personal power is more of an attitude or a state of mind. We already have it. Everything that you require, you possess. So again, maybe you have your own words, or maybe you've never considered how important this approach to power is, to personal power. So here are some of the words that I've incorporated into my life and have seen them make a difference in how I view me, which helps define how I view you and others, and conversely, how you view me, right? Did you ever see someone who was just such in such misery? Have you, and, and I'm sure you've heard the phrase, Misery likes miserable company. You heard that? Misery likes miserable company. Well, that's not necessarily true. Because if you believe that, you believe that misery just loves any old company. No, misery loves miserable company. How long do you think a miserable person is going to hang out with me or with you? Those who have understood and you live in your personal power, they're not going to be around long because once they realize we don't co-sign their pity party, that check that says, let's be miserable in spite of all the advantages we have or the opportunities, you know, they kind of go away. So here are some of the words. Maybe they're on your list. Maybe you need to jot them down. I'll, I'll bring these words into the description uh, in the podcast. I'll Shoot them off to JJ so he'll make sure that they are um, uploaded with the rest of the uh, the description. But here's some of the words, and I and I'll start with these because these are what my my sponsor Slow Will taught me: to be happy, joyous, and free. Happy, joyous, and free. In the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and in all literature of happiness and joy, 
You can find it in your religion, the great monotheistic religions of the world, and many other approaches to spirituality. It's about being happy, being joyous, understanding how free we are, certainly how free we can be. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time defining these words because I want you to define them. I know what they mean for me. I know that one of the reasons people like to be around me is I am happy on purpose. I am happy on purpose, just like the On Purpose podcast. And 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 I love uh, that title because it's on purpose. It's called On Purpose because the podcaster lives his life on purpose. I am happy on purpose. It's not an accident. It's design. Joyous. I love sharing joy, my gratitude for what I've been given. I am free. I love to know that I am free. I used to be in bondage. I I was never free. I was only, if there was any freedom, it was only freedom to make the wrong decision. But that's not real freedom. Freedom doesn't kill you. Freedom adds to the quality of life. I'm recovered. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. How about you? Do you have the courage? Because that's one of my words, courageous. Are you courageous? Have you gone through the process? Whatever your plan of recovery is, have you transcended, again, what Dr. Firestone said, it's toward self-realization and a transcended goal. Have you risen to the degree of courage to recognize that you are recovered from that position of being a victim? I'm not a victim. I have recovered and I have been given the freedom to live a happy and joyous life. Another word, I'm well. <laughs> it, and then what, are you well? I was sick. I had to understand this. Now, understand, don't get it twisted. I did many bad things, countless, many of which I'm ashamed of. I need to share them because we're only as sick as our secrets. So I had to uncover them and remove their power from them. But I was never a bad person trying to get better. I was a sick person trying to get well. And today I am well. Are you well? And I love it. Page 98 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says, I can get well. So I decided, okay, let's get well. Let me follow the steps, follow the plan, follow the path to wellness, and I am well. Another wonderful word, power word that supports my personal power is peace. What does peace mean to you? Are you at peace? It doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with everything going on around me, but I'm at peace with it because in God's economy, I have to have peace because I'm, I don't want to become impatient. I don't want to become in a hurry. I don't want to get ahead of God. That's not usually a good thing for me because then I usually get what I think I want 
instead of getting what I need, which is what I wanted all along. Another great word of power is laughter. Do you laugh much? A merry heart does good like a medicine. And that's from the Bible. The program of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that we think that laughter makes for usefulness. Isn't that wonderful? Laughing, enjoying life because we're free, we're recovered, we have peace, we are well. Here's a good one. Beautiful. Did you ever think of yourself as beautiful and how powerful that can be? You are beautiful. And the sooner you can tell yourself that, and it has nothing to do with personal looks. Again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What I do know is God, who is our creator, made us to be beautiful because we are made in his image and likeness. Therefore, you are beautiful. I am beautiful. You know what else I am? I'm worthy because I have value. I am worthy. The things that I attract in my life through the blessings of God and the natural law of attraction are brought to me because I am worthy. I'm not perfect. I'm not better than. But again, this is an internal thing. It's about mastery of self. So I love the notion of being worthy. You know what I am? I'm forgiven. God has forgiven me. You know how I know? Because I asked. When I go through the 12 steps of recovery and I express a concern, a care, I go and I Get right with God as I understand God, as incorporating him into my life. Steps eight and nine are are understanding the harm that we've done toward others. And I ask for forgiveness. And step 11, I continue to develop and nurture that relationship with God as I understand God. And through prayer and meditation, I ask him, what can I go do? I'm forgiven. And then in step 12, I go do it. And when I get done with everything, do you know what that makes me? It makes me content. I have contentment. I used to want to be somebody else, doing something else, somewhere else. Today, today, I am contented. I have contentment. I want to be Robert Pardon, doing what Robert's doing right where he's doing it. Can you say that? And again, it, 
it doesn't mean that I don't want for other things. I have goals. I have aspirations. I want to grow. I want to share. I want to further live this life. I want to experience greater blessings and joy. But right now, (laughs) I'm perfectly fine. I tell my sister Mary all the time. She jokes about it with me. But I'm overpaid in every area of life. And so are you. You just have to put on the right pair of glasses and learn to look at your life with an attitude of gratitude. So I'm happy. I'm joyous. I'm free. I'm recovered. I'm well. I have peace. I have laughter. I am beautiful. I am courageous. I am worthy. I am forgiven. And I am content. Please, please, please consider using these words to help you grow into the person of power you have always wanted to be. Please continue to support our recovery movement by supporting Recovery Guy. Go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. See how you can join this movement that we can get well together. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy. 